I am unashamed. What about you? So we're barreling, we're barreling now to the end of duck season. When you get at this point, there's only like three or four days left. Yeah, um, three days. Yep. We've implemented the, the implementation of divide and conquer <laughs> has now entered the, uh, it's the format, which put two blinds with a spread of decoys. Mm-hmm. Two blinds tend to be better than one blind because ducks are going over there and going over out. here. Well, if you have guns on number one and number two, you 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 have a, the odds are with you. Get, add another one to that. Three blinds with each have a spread of decoys. Three chances for ducks to say, "I don't like this over here," but over here, plus you cover a wider range of territory. Yep. But be honest, then that provokes competition. <laughs> Yeah, which then everybody, uh, yeah. you know, let's get the old dogs versus the yeah. young dog. Phil's calling let's us strap young it on dogs, these young bucks. Yeah. The old dog just no. say, "Well, strap it Boy, on the young bucks." Young doesn't mean what it used to. No, <laughs> no. but the young dogs are in their fifties now. That's right. This is this, this is an aging. I dog. just looked around at the whole bunch the other day, and everybody gray headed. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's what happens. At this stage, I'm physically wore down. Just. <laughs> <laughs> cuts and bruises. It takes Body a little age. while to kind of recoup for y'all. Like, I was watching the duck blood I had on my fingers and hands from picking up the dead ducks and passing them from the vehicle to the boat to the vehicle. And I was eating a, a chicken sandwich at the time, and I thought, oh, well, <laughs> a little duck blood, you never know the difference. Yeah. Well, as I'm the one doing more work, and I'm like, is that my blood? Or <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you start to wonder who it belongs to. So we, so for our audience to know, so during duck season, especially, I've been bringing out some. You know, we all like Chick Fil A, which is we call it Jesus Chicken. You know, because they're well known Christians, but they make really good chicken biscuits, chicken sandwiches. So uh, today we had to te- do a Popeye. I, I wanted y'all to. Tr- you never tried the Popeyes. That was, that was the first time I. Because we y'all... like Popeyes too. Popeyes is really good. It's a Louisiana company. Yeah. So today I brought out uh, the Popeyes spicy chicken sandwich. So what? What would? How you would know, you? I didn't. What really would you say? Because it's you know Popeyes tried to make this a thing, but the problem was Popeyes didn't quite have the the apparatus set up to take on Chick-fil-A. So they kind of like shut down for months trying to get, you know, they just got swamped with people wanting to try their chicken sandwich. But I, I've tried, I've eaten one. I thought it was really good. It was good. I, I thought it was right there with a Chick-fil-A. I thought it was eerily similar. It is. Yeah. There, there's a little bit different how they spice it. A little it, more egg wash on the, which ones you do today? Popeyes. Was Popeyes. Today. Popeyes had a little more. Yeah, a little egg, crunchier. A little more egg wash. Right. <laughs> you you put anything on the egg wash, including duck. I mean, you got something going there. We, yeah, well, this year we need to talk about that. We discovered all the years we've duck hunted, and we've eaten ducks. I thought any way you could eat them, but we had never really. I don't remember ever trying fried duck. But we never came up with the what we're calling duck fingers. Yep, you take the breast out on both sides of the center part, you and you. Take make about four slices, about like about a little half inch, maybe a little less fingers, and you and that's so you get eight fingers per duck, and salt, black pepper, 
and you put saltwater brine on them for a, for a night. Which that pour, takes pour, all the gaminess out of it. Yeah, pour all that off. It takes the blood out, a little salt water. Take all that out. Then you put them in buttermilk. Put a buttermilk in a plastic bag and let them sit there all night yep. so they soak up the buttermilk. It's a couple of days of prep. Take them out, egg wash, flour them, fry them fast in peanut oil, then sprinkle whatever seasoning you want on them, whether you like it spicy or not. It has been. But even the women are like, you know, ha, 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 ha. I mean, like, like coyotes on a dead deer carcass. I mean, the women got all fired up about that. That is duck. They said, well, I thought duck folks taste like liver, but this, this tastes just as good. So and Phil, Phil's one of the few people that he needs like a sound <laughs> meme. That's right. You know how everybody, they have the memes That's right. where you can show a picture of somebody that expresses how you feel. You probably are not familiar with this, Phil. The hot one now is Bernie Sanders. Have you seen it from the inauguration? Well, look, one of my close <laughs> friends, listen to this, Al. It's weird you bring that up. One of my close friends sends me a picture, and it's a, in a boat. Me... Feel I had no gray hair, so that should have told you right there we may have a problem. <laughs> Been a while. It was me, you, and Burley, but we all looked about ten years younger, and Bernie Sanders was in the middle <laughs> wearing a mask, and he said, "When did y'all take Bernie Sanders hunt?" <laughs> yeah, <laughs> had him photoshopped in there, and I went ha, and he put no really. I mean, I, I didn't respond, nor nor do I plan to, because I thought we were friends. But I wanted to go. I wanted to put you may go now. No. That's just real story. Well, yes. That. So BK yesterday was showing me all these ones. Uh, apparently, at the inaugurations, Bernie Sanders had on some. Somebody had crocheted him some mittens, and so he's got all his warm stuff on. And the way he's sitting, just kind of like he's sitting there, like you know, doesn't give a crap about what's going on. And that thing has, you talk about going viral. Hmm. BK was showing me all the, they got him in the classroom and all these different things. I mean, like it's become yeah. now this whole huge thing. So, so you could say, I'm hungry and send a sound meme. Yeah. And it could be fair. Well, you know, Dad. Hi, 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 hi. It's like coyotes on a deer. You're never going to see Bernie Sanders <laughs> in my boat ever. Yeah, it was all, it was only a dream. It was only a drink. Are you saying you don't take Marx's duck honey? Is that what you're saying? Here's my (laughs) cooking DNA for the way we live. So if you want to bake, you start off with a stick of butter. If you want to do any kind of grilling or things that come to wrapping with meats, Mm. you start off with bacon. If you want to fry... You start off with some eggs. Yep. You want egg egg wash. Egg wash. Everything else, you want the trinity, which would be the bell pepper, onion, and garlic. Garlic, Yep. Celery. And celery is another. It's not quite the trinity, but it's in the. Okay, celery. It's it's like the Bible in the trinity. I (laughs) put celery as like kind of the the extra book that wasn't discovered. <laughs> it's like the, lo- the apocrypha. <laughs> <laughs> so anyway, I don't look, I didn't read that somewhere. I had it prepared that it just literally came to the top of my you head. Cook so, anything an onion, bell pepper, celery, garlic. If you want, we usually do. 
You cooked no, anything wait a minute, with Phil. that particular. Yeah. I'm going to say garlic, onion, bell pepper. I got yeah. the choice yeah. option on celery. Garlic bump celery. Yeah. I uh, go do with you celery. agree? I go with, I go with celery. Instead of garlic? I, I, celery and garlic. I go celery and garlic. He's, saying he, he's adding one to the trend. Okay. That's a man, my made up cooking. We'll add celery in there. So, you never really thought about uh, COVID costing you your home, uh, but it's possible. Uh, unfortunately, cybercrime is up 20, uh, 75% uh, because of uh, so many more people on the computer now. Basically, your title is digital, and anything that's digital is potentially hackable. And so that's what's happened to some people, which is really sad. And um, so we, well, there's a company uh, that's been with us a long time uh, that's really, you know, helps you to be able to protect your home. It's called Home Title Lock because your insurance doesn't cover you uh, or it doesn't cover common identity identity theft programs. So, I mean, you think, you know, your insurance would handle well, that, but they don't. And so, you know, <laughs> you wind up getting stuck is what happens. So, look, you want to check these guys out. Uh, they're going to figure out, make sure that no one's been tampering around with your your title to your home. So you go to hometitlelot.com, you register your address, make sure you're not already a victim, use radio, and you receive 30 free days of protection. So that's code radio at hometitlelock.com. All right, so my, so my buddy Matt Lida, who's going to be on the podcast uh, next week, I think, or week after, so he... Um, he he sent me this text this morning, Jay, so I, I just thought about it. He said, you have to ask Jace about what's going on in the market on the podcast. This okay. is it, This is the hottest subject in the world right now is what Thank he said. You. I, look, I, so I, I didn't even I, know. I haven't watched look, it. You know how many texts I've gotten in the last 24 hours and phone calls over this, what's going on in the stock market? Ridiculous. Look, I have a small group of people that our family are really close friends that I help. And we make money on the stock market. All of these people and a lot of people that I don't know real well, I got, I would say, three this morning. What are we going to do about GameStop and Nokia and ACM, which is a movie theater? So what's happening is, you know, it's it's a little complicated. Some people are like saying this company is going to go down. So they call it a short. Well, then a group of people say, I'll tell you what, let's just buy it and make it go up because we you, we can do that. We get enough people buying so, it. So let me interject a question because I'm a novice, yeah. but I've heard stuff, so I'm trying to wrap my head around. So when you talk about hedge fund people, they yeah. make money off the short, right? Is that is that the way it yeah, works? Yeah, I mean, just think a hedge is like – or contrarian is like everything's going one way and you're getting something going the other way right. to make sure that you can stay in the middle or slightly up as you go along. I mean, the true pros in this who are doing all these day trading options, selling calls and puts, which call is the positive, put yep. is the negative. You know, these people, I'm, I'm probably uh, – I'm guessing here, but most of these people need counseling and they're, <laughs> they have a, <laughs> their heart rate is very high. I mean, you're talking about stressful. You're, you're basically trying to predict all this. It br- kind of brings a crystal ball in there. Look, people have methods that work and there's people making 
millions of dollars. Well, we've been had. on a couple of yachts if not with a couple millions, of guys that did millions. pretty well, haven't we, Dad? <laughs> so look, so so one of the people I'm helping in my family, I yesterday the market was way down. And so I even though you don't try to time the market, it's best if you have a list and you see the stocks that you want, the companies that you've researched and invested in that you're going to hold for three to five years or longer. We're long-time investors. That, that's me. So I, I want to just illustrate what's going on with, with the person in my family that's help, that's, that I'm helping that knows very little about the stock market. So I take her money, and she's doing great. I picked her like 20 stocks, and 19 of them just took off like rockets. And, and it wasn't like I had a bunch of high-growth stocks. We just got them at the right time. I picked the right ones. One of them went down, we bought some more, and then it finally got back to even, and we sold it. So we're all happy. We got 19 performing stocks. And so we the one we sold, I had that money to buy some more. Next, I said, next time the market falls, we'll we'll buy something. So it yesterday, it, it got, got hammered. So I call her up. And so we're spending the money on stocks that I've picked. I think we added a couple because we didn't add to anything else. They're, they're all just they're doing, doing great. Well, we had like $1,000 left over, and she want, she wanted to buy one of these stocks that we're t- discussing. No, but we need I need more cash. I can make some quick cash. Ooh. I said, we don't do quick <laughs> cash. We spent your cash. So here's what you buy. I wanted her to buy Pinterest. Which, because she wanted some more high growth stock, it was down like ten bucks off its its fifty two week high, which doesn't mean anything. But I really like that company, yep. and uh, I bought Pinterest at like ten bucks, and I think it's went to like seventy seven, and it was sixty two when I was telling her to buy it. That's just for you people that are following the stock. I said <laughs> buy that, and uh, so she didn't want to. And I said, if you do not buy Pinterest and you buy this this company, I said, I resign from this arrangement that I'm doing for free and making you lots of money. Now, I'll tell you this story. Here's why. This is a clash of two stubborn people. I can tell you that. Well, right hang now. on. That, this was yesterday. <laughs> Today, I didn't know you were going to ask me this. Yeah. Today, first thing I did went at 830, I looked up that stock she wanted to buy. It was down Forty two percent. Do the math. There's four hundred and twenty dollars gone bye bye. And the rest of it is sitting up in the hole. Yeah. Ready to leave. And I just and you know how many you, you know how many texts I've got today? And by the way, Pinterest was up five percent, which doesn't mean anything in a one day window. But I just thought, where's the thank you? Where's the <laughs> I was wrong? What was I thinking? <laughs> Stay in my lane. <laughs> you know why I think that it hadn't happened? Because she hadn't looked. Yeah, I'm never, I'm never entering your world just from that little short speech. Yeah. I'm not entering that world. Either. Anyway, I didn't mean to chase a rabbit, but here, here's what I want to say. Godliness with contentment is great gain. Do you want to take a break before I say that? Yeah, let's take a break. Well, Jace, you know, I've been uh, leasing our 
buying a place closer to the water because uh, she loves the beach. She's what a, I heard. She's a beach girl. And yeah. so one of our uh, sponsors, uh, we, we used um, what they're offering, and it helped us just like they said it would. It's a company called ScoreMaster, and it isn't credit repair, but it's credit science that helps you get points added to your credit score. And so, you know, we're about to – you know, do this loan. And so we want to be able to get the best possible, you know, rate. And so the higher numbers definitely help. We tried it. It works. I can vouch for them. So it's great for everyone. Uh, mortgage brokers, um, you know, they all looking for the edge. We like us having the edge, which is much better. So you can enroll in minutes. You go to scoremaster.com slash fill. That's scoremaster.com slash fill and find out how many points you can add. I did it. It works. What I want to say is what I do is a long-term invest in companies that I research and spend a lot of time in. I try to keep my emotions out of it. I buy little amounts at, at a time when the market's usually down. And if it goes down, I buy a little more. If it goes down, I buy a little more. But I believe in the company. When it goes back up, I don't trim for gains because I don't need the money that I have invested, which is the best way to be, in my opinion. So I trim the top, what they call tax lot, that I bought at first to get my cost basis down. And so I just do that over and over, and I find uh, you know, companies that, are, that I feel are, are great for the next 10, 15 years, and that's just kind of how I do well, it. I, I keep my emotions out of it. When it's all, when everybody's panicking, I, the last thing I'm doing is panicking. Or, so, or to the world, the Wall <laughs> Street. So, Al. Jason's his own show for that. I, I will say this, the best, because now people are going to be curious. They all the time, they're like, give us stocks, give us stocks. Look, you have to be diversified. You need at least 15 stocks, companies, and you need a couple of high-growth stocks that in the macro world make sense, big picture. And you you can read a balance sheet, look at their revenue growth every time they, they report four times a year. So you can see, oh, is this company growing? Yes. You can look at their gross profit margin and say, ooh, and not only are they growing, they're also maximizing. And some of it's just know. looking at innovation and stuff that's happening in the world, right? Yeah. I mean, you got macro people and you have people. I think you got to be a combination of both. But you need some of these companies are slow-moving dividend type stocks but i like to get the best in breed as they say right. in each you know it doesn't it doesn't take uh, a whole lot of sense to realize you know lows the the store lows yeah. if you can get that at a really low price probably going to be a good thing johnson and johnson okay uh disney yeah oh i mean disney when the pandemic hit it went way down guess yeah. what i bought it because I thought at some point Disney World is coming back. They also have a streaming service out there. But they've now so I bought it at like ninety <clears throat> bucks. It's I think today one seventy five. You know. Yeah, rolling. You see how that how that works. So, so what I love about it. the Unashamed Podcast is you never know what you're going to get. It could be a Bible study. It could be a stock rally. It could so, be a lot of different things. So whatever the reason that's Jace happening Jace is as now, close as I've ever come to the stock market. Yeah. But I've never gone past it. I just know he's... Well, you <laughs> thought about giving me some money for me to invest for you. 
and that's as far as it went. But I took that as a as an accomplishment. So I want okay, to, moving I, on. I, all right, I want to talk about it. So Zach and I produce this podcast, and we also produce Sadie's podcast, and also uh, in, <clears throat> the Duck Call Room, which is a fairly new podcast. That's kind of our company. I guess you call it our sister podcast because it's Side Stone <clears throat> and Godwin and Martin, and um, but so so a listener sent me in a question. Dad, and it says, Sai was telling the story of when Phil used to rob bees uh, and beehives on their podcast. So they were like, I want to hear Phil's version. And it, it took me back to my youth when I saw the question because I remember that as a kid. But but so what was the process? I don't know what Sai said. Who knows? I'm sure he just made it. But what was the idea? Why did you do it? And how did you do it? Find, find a beehive in a hollow tree. Yep. Move in on it. Get Get you some smoke going. At the bottom of the tree, yep. take a chainsaw, be careful. You get it open, you got plenty of smoke. You get stung multiple times, no bee suit. So the smoke doesn't keep you from getting it, stung. It just kind of clears some of them out. Kind of clears some of them out. <clears throat> I got you. And they're worried about it. Then get your, get your honey, cut you out some whatever honeycomb, put it in a you know, wash tub. And uh, some are better than others. Right. But uh, you do that during the summer where they have time to build it back. Right. So, so how did you you discover that just from hunting? Watching my uncles and my dad and uh-huh. all that. So it was a family. We, we're going to rob a bee, bee tree today. They find a bee tree in the woods. Yeah, and that's where they got their hunting. The women, the women put it in jars with the cone in it. You know, you've yeah. seen them. Oh yeah. So now it was the, just, just wild robbing wild beehives. Now the time. So I famously got stung, I think, 28 times in the rear end. <laughs> that, was, that was a different sort of. That was black bumblebee <laughs> coming after under a rotted foot uh, fence post. Well, he told and me. he split his britches because I said run because they just started coming out. How, of how old were y'all? Oh, we were, Boys? we were in high school. Okay. And yeah. I said, run, Sai. <laughs> Since I was the faster man, Sai busted his britches going under the barbed wire fence and shook the post. Here comes the bumblebee. So now there's a white flag. <laughs> there's a white flag going down through the woods, and they just die, bombed that white flag. <laughs> he would try to speed up with each sting, but it was like, I think he counted 27 times on the buttocks. <laughs> So, Can you imagine? Because Sai's a noisemaker anyway. Oh, like, always when picking, he, the, picking the stingers out of him. Out of his rear end. Out of his rear I end. hope you didn't see that. Here's how many times I got stung. <laughs> that's, that's zero for those you Sometimes speed is a good thing to have. <laughs> I agree with that. Well, that's why I always used to say about we go on a We're hike. running through the woods with the black-faced bumblebees after us. <laughs> White face, no problem. We black were, face, stinger, stinger man. We were hiking in, the, in Alaska with... John and Paula Goblin, I said, well, I feel safe because, you know, bears, they got the big grizzly bears. I said, I feel pretty good because as long as I'm with Goblin, I'm faster than him. Oh, yeah. So, Al, that's exactly, <laughs> when we went to Montana, I just looked around because we we're on these hiking trails, and it's a lot of people. And I thought, I'm faster than most. <laughs> that's right. That's right. Because they won't let you bring a gun. No. So, I mean, I had a knife. You wasn't supposed to have that. But I thought. They had this sound. One time I read it, and believe it or not. Remember that? Yep. Believe it or not. Please believe it or not. Well, believe it or not, I just happened to read that one day, and it said, bees and wasps will not sting at night. Believe it or not. I thought, I have have a wealth of information in that statement. 
I said, guys, I, my cousins and all, I said, boys, that bee tree y'all been wanting to rob, I said, we do it at night. So you believed you believed I, it. I, that is correct. <laughs> I thought, believe it or not, meant they won't sting you at night. <laughs> so we go out there at night, and, and one of them, one genius out of the bowl bunch said, when I walked up to the tree with a chainsaw to saw it down, he said, but if we're shining flashlights, well, they think it's daytime. I said, turn your flashlights off. <laughs> so they turned them off. I saw the tree down, and within about 30 seconds, we found out not bees will sting at night. <laughs> and because I started getting the honey out, they were not flying so much. They were doing a lot of crawling, but I'm getting the area ready where I know the honey is, yeah. and I began to work on that. And I hollered back. I said, some of these didn't get the memo. I said, that, believe it or not, don't believe it, boys. They're stinging me. Well, it's all they a were lie. doing, they were hiding behind the bushes, you know, laughing. I said, I've come this far. I'm going to get this, honey. So would you consider that? So I come that, out of there. I mean, I was stung a lot. Would you consider that a lie? Well, misinformation, whatever you want to call it. But I got news for you. If you want to rob a bee tree, if you do it at night, they will tear your tail up. <laughs> Let's take a break. So, so, uh, what we, but in Ripley's defense, he says, believe it or not. So it's up to you. Which means yeah. <laughs> this is not new information. You don't have to believe it. That's right. Well, I didn't believe it until I went out there at night and they tore that's, me up. But and that's I mean, something that, that you, they should have. Oh, in the call. Uh, LSU fans. I like the LSU The fans. way it was put, believe it or not, <laughs> bees and wasps cannot sting at night. Well, I thought, well, believe it or not. I said, that would be really something. Well, it sounded like it I, should be true. I think that's people right. say, believe it or not, that's actually true. Yeah. 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 Right. Isn't that the same? Yeah. But uh, like I went to, there's a Ripley's, there's still a believe it or not museum in New York. I just took the kids to it last year. Oh, really? Yeah. <clears throat> and so some of it is obviously they had the headhunters where they shrink their little head, shrink oh, the hairs yeah. down. So they're like, believe it or not. So so you're not sure, is this real? Is it, you know, there's a lot of stuff like that. So, But, you know, that was back in the day. That all happened back in the early 1900s. Yeah. There was kind of a, what would you call it, a showman thing across America with stuff like that. And Now you know, I just buy honey from different people <laughs> out of Texas. It's not I'm, worth getting well, stuff. They got, they got, and, they've uh, got their bee boxes back there. And, Jeff and Jessica, they... But the wild honey was really good. Right. They have bees galore and honey. Yeah, they had it on their property. I mean, they were like... Well, they still do. When you know, I, first thing I went, when I went to Austin, she gave me a big jar, and it had a piece of honeycomb in it. It was oh, yeah. filled with honey. I mean, yeah, Jeff it was a better grade of honey than I've ever eaten in a store. Yeah. I read somewhere that, and I should do this because I'm the worst allergy person in the world, that if you eat local honey, you know, because bees pollinate, that it helps with your allergic reactions to stuff in the air, Is which made a, sense. Believe it or well, not. Well, I would believe it could that. be. I have, but it made sense to me because they pollinate all these flowers and stuff, so maybe so. They say. I mean, up. I'm seeing a theme here, and we didn't even plant. <laughs> this is kind of like the stock market because everything is, believe it or not, this That's right. this company is great. Because, look, I'm going to tell you, if you're getting your information from the talking heads on TV, you're probably going to lose. Well, Because they say that. Are believe there companies or- out there that would make it look like to you 
that they're doing great mm. when the reality is they're scrapping for every last dime. You know there's some of that, sure. They're hanging by a thread. Could they cook the books and make it look like they're prosperous in order to get you well, to invest in their stock? The short answer is yes. However, in in America, American stocks, it's it's less likely that that's happening because we put people in prison. There are laws. Now, in China, and you can buy Chinese stocks. China. I have zero even though people are like, oh, this is us, this is hot. But they don't have the same mechanism in place. So you don't you can't believe what's coming up. Like one of the places <coughs> where I get advice, they they bought uh, What you're trying to say is they won't lie to you. They bought a <laughs> Chinese coffee stock. I think it was called Luckin Coffee. And they said this is the this is the Chinese Starbucks. Get in. I mean, he was telling me get in. It was like thirty bucks. Which is, it doesn't reflect how how much a company's worth by the stock price, but that's another that's a story for another time. But anyway, it looks cheap because it's thirty bucks. So he buys it. I was like, I'm not. I don't buy China stocks because of what you just said. It wasn't a week, and some headline, big scandal. They had cooked the books, and were were worth like ten percent of what they said yeah. yeah that stock went from 30 to two <laughs> and i'm those poor people left with the two they don't realize that that's two more dollars that they could lose well it's but not a few. it's like anything else it's like with the government when you start talking about billions of dollars i mean you're going to have corruption you're going to have everything that goes well, with right it. I mean, there's no it's too much money of course dad and i were sitting on a, a hundred and Fifty billion dollar, or hundred fifty million dollar yacht, mm-hmm. and the guy that owns it, he has two of them. He he's he has the little one and the big one. He says, "I'm not sure which one." Hundred fifty million. This thing was like a skyscraper building turned on its side. I mean, this it was amazing. Yeah. So we're eating filet mignon. You know, you know, they were really great people. And we were talking about this. <laughs> Dad looked over at him and he says, "You know, I've noticed something just being around here for the last few hours." And everybody at the table's listening. You know, there's like ten people at the table. Dad said, "There's a big difference between millions and billions." <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and so every it was like a little pause, and everybody looked to see what the what the billionaire was, how he's going to react. He started laughing, and he uh, he well, said, "I'm glad you noticed that." The man, reason this guy has billions. The reason all. they make so much money, and com- there was a big difference. Right? <laughs> there was a big difference. The reason it compounds so much is because the more money you have in a particular company or stock, the more you're obviously going to make. So it's like you can, you if you have a lot of money, you can really make a lot of money. We've been talking about in the book of Acts, because you look at Acts 2 and Acts 4, and I've heard these passages used by, I guess you'd call them liberal theologians, uh, mm. that this is an, see, this is why communism works. Look at it right here in the early church. Right. That look when that four thirty two. We didn't read that last time, but it said all the believers were one in heart and mind. I mean, they had just had this big miracle. They had been put in jail, and they kept preaching, and they told everybody what was going on. And then all of a sudden, you just see they rallied together. No one claimed that any of his possessions was his own, but they shared everything they had with great power. The apostles continued to testify to the resurrection of the Lord Jesus. They had the big picture. 
and much grace was upon them all. Right. I mean, how could anything negative happen here? There were no needy persons among them. Now, that's why I brought up that analogy, because they were taking care of them right. in whatever way wisdom was leading them through the Spirit. Look, we've all had conversations where we're there's a guy on our couch, and we're like, you have to make an assessment. Can this person work? And once you deem that, yeah, he, he can work, he's just lazy. You say, what do you tell this needy person? I tell him he needs to get a job. Mm-hmm. Quit being lazy. That's correct. But to me, the and- church is handling that just as much as I. there's a guy here who's unable to work or something <clears throat> has happened. And I've thought, okay. I mean, you're using discernment, prayer, wisdom, encouragement to handle. The bottom line is you're in their life and you're figuring it out. That That's what I mean by it's not just, oh, I'm going to go take all the rich people's money who worked hard for it. And just give it to him. And you'll have a system like that where I don't have to worry about it. But think about what you just said. <clears throat> so you took the choice out of the hands of the person who made the money mm-hmm. and put it into some arbiter that decides. That's that's where our system is. So it's like, because, look, we we talk about it all the time. We give away a lot of money. And we do it because we love people. Mm-hmm. And we feel like it's our responsibility as Christians to help people. We do it all the time. But that's that's our choice. It's not the government saying no. We're going to take your money, you know, 50%, 60%, whatever we deem. We're wiser and we're wiser than you. Are. That's exactly well, right. Well, and I want to read this next part because it says, There were no needy persons among them. From time to time, those who owned lands or houses sold them, brought the money from the sales, and put it at the apostles' feet, and it was distributed to anyone as he had need. So they were really helping the downtrodden, the lame, the, you know, the cripple, maybe the mentally challenged those who had circumstances not in their control. Mm -hmm. But I also know when you read first Timothy, I also know that some of the strongest language in the Bible is geared toward people who will not provide for their family. That's right. That's true. I mean, they're like, if you don't work, you you shouldn't eat. You know, first Timothy five, I think says that a person that does not provide for his immediate family has denied the faith and is worse than an unbeliever. Yeah. So I'm saying there's a two way straight street to this. And this wasn't, this model was based like all other successful models. It was based on Jesus and who he is and, and what he's done. And, and you're right. As, as sort of the early church started evolving, <clears throat> you know, people started their weaknesses come out. So when you get down along to the Thessalonians, when Paul's talking to them, they had the idea. They thought, well, he's fixing to come back just any time. And so a bunch of them just dragged up and said, you know, we're just going to basically, you know, quit working and he'll be here soon. And so, but Paul chastised him. He said, no, 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 no. You you have to. That's the, the your favorite verse about work with your hands. Mind your own business. He's, he's telling these guys, look, you can't just shut it down. Because we don't know when he's coming back, but right. the, but their point was because they you know they said he's coming back. They were thinking just any any minute, yeah. And so they thought, well, why should we work? But they missed the concept, you know, which which is throughout. <clears throat> when that, this, this the there's I guess I don't know much about the lotteries, but apparently there's two big national ones. Well, it got both of them got up to about a billion dollars. Like one of them was eight hundred and fifty million, the other was nine seventy five. Just yeah. the numbers weren't hitting. 
But I, I, so I'm hearing about it on the radio. You know, I'm hearing they keep talking about, oh, the mega whatever and the this one. And so I noticed every time, because I travel quite a bit, every time I would stop at a convenience store, I was having to wait forever because there was a line of people Oh, buying tickets. Buying lottery tickets. Been buying yeah. the thing. And so I, I was watching the fervor. I was listening to them talk about it because imagine it's up. You could be a billionaire, you know, not really because they'd take half of it. So it, it created this craze, but I forgot what the odds were. It was, it's just almost insane mm. out of what the odds are that you're going to do that. But I was watching these folks and I thought, because I, I never buy one. And Lisa's like, well, we can't win if you don't buy one. I said, yeah, but it's just. I mean, it just feels like to me, I just, why not just put it in the little jar at the thing? Because, yeah. it's, <laughs> you know, so some person, one person, and I think it was Pennsylvania. But what are you going to do with it another. anyway? But look, I'm saying that money's not going to make you happy. It, you know, the Bible's filled with. It's, you said it, it earlier, contentment. It's like, an, uh, you know, what's the, the camel going through the eye of a needle? It's a root of all evils. To dad's point, you know, we grew up down here on the river. We tell a lot of stories about our childhood, and we did today about robbing bees, mm-hmm. you know, honey bees. And, you know, I love my raising, and we didn't have anything money-wise. Yeah. And the reason Dad and Mom never knew anything about investments is that you didn't have any money. Jay started out by saying some money I didn't need. Did that, did that ever happen in the first 35 years we were doing no. it? I mean, we needed every penny to make and Look, it. I said that. I could have found something to do with it, but you just have to make a commitment if you're going to put money in the stock market, right? You know, and I, and, and look, <clears throat> I think it's wise because it's it's a way to have some money at the end. You know, if you get to the point where you can't earn money like you used to, I mean, there's a when Jesus did the parables, I mean, he was basically doing a parable about the stock market. He told the guy, yeah. he was like, you could have at least invested the money where you didn't, well, you know, just buried in the ground. You know, what's funny is, you know, some of my people who are actually, I'm talking about suit and tie investors that I know from church. Who, who worked for investment right. companies? Well, they came to me and said, "What are you doing? You you don't need to do." We strongly, I mean, they were doing it in a loving, Christ way. They they were just looking at me, saying, "Don't do this. This is this is dumb." But surprisingly, when one of them was was saying that, my wife, who knows nothing about the stock market, she she spoke up because I was like, "Yeah, I appreciate it," you know. And she's like, "No, I don't think you understand." He's going to figure it out. But she was kind of taken up <laughs> She for had me. faith in you. Well, she knows how I am. But if you make wise, good choices and you stay away from, from the two edges of fear and greed, you look up one day and it's like a snowball that you created that's going down a hill and it, it becomes Which, um, by the way, a money-making machine. Whether you think your money, if you have some money, say, I'm not going to get into that. I'm just going to put it in the bank. I'm going to put it in a CD or I'm going to put it, in, I'm going to buy more insurance. Guess what the bank and the insurance company and guess what they're all doing with your money that's sitting there mm-hmm. investing in the stock market. So whether, right. whether you think you're investing in the stock market or not, if you just say, I'm going to hold my money and, but they're using it. They're and doing giving the you a small dividend. And, of and look, the reason I don't give a lot of advice or, or pick stocks, I mentioned a few, everybody's, <clears throat> Life is different. This is the only thing I agree with the investment brokerages about because they're like, if you go ask them a direct question, they're never going to give you an answer. Because, number one, they don't want to be, you right. know, if you say, what about that stock? And they're like, oh, I love it. It's awesome. Then it drops 30%. <laughs> you're like, hey, I thought you said it was awesome. I'm suing you. So they always say, well, it's according to your needs and wants. 
and everyone's <laughs> different and where your age is. And they come up with all this. It, but in a way, they're right. Yeah. It, people are different. And my goal is not to make a bunch of money. I, I, I told you, I like the system of it all. Now, the money that I'm going to make, I'm going to try to do something good with it. Yep. I mean, okay. So uh, so next time we come back, if you want to read ahead a little bit, we've got a really interesting story in Acts 4, where we just were today, starting in 36 and through chapter 5, about lying to the Holy Spirit. And it involves money, which is really interesting. So I would say I think this, we set it up pretty good. This is the most scary <laughs> story in the Bible. I agree. It's a scary story. It's a scary story. So if you want scary stories, tune in next time. Unashamed. Thanks for listening to the Unashamed Podcast. Help us out by rating us on iTunes. And don't miss an episode by subscribing on YouTube. And be sure to click that little bell to get notified about new episodes. And for even more content that you won't get anywhere else, subscribe to Blaze TV at blazetv.com slash unashamed.